Hello, everybody. Welcome to Transformations Podcast, and we're going to be studying the book of Nehemiah. In chapter 1, the people who survived the exile were in trouble because the wall of Jerusalem was broken down. The gates were burnt in fire. Verse 3. Nehemiah found out from him and I, one of his brothers, with some other men from Judah in verse 2. Like he found that out, and as a result, wept, mourned, fasted, and prayed to God. Verse 4. I love that his first response was to mourn to God, fast, and pray. My first response is to overeat or watch TV or trying them out. I need to adopt the same response whenever I'm going through times of trial or testing, or simply when I want to get comfort. I love his prayer to God in verses 5 through 11. He mentioned how amazing God is, verse 5. Ask God to listen to his prayers, verse 6. Confess sins caused by him and others, verse 6. He mentioned how wicked they acted, verse 7. What happens due to their unfaithfulness, in verse 8. The importance of repentance, in verse 9. And how God redeemed us, in verse 10. And in closing, with God being attentive and granting him success, in verse 11. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to Cain Argerses in verse 11. I love how in chapter 2, no matter what was going on, Nehemiah believed that God would give him success and God's servants will start rebuilding. Verse 20. This happened even when Salabat, Tobiah, and Geshem mocked them and asked them if they were rebelling against the Cain in verse 19. Nehemiah mentioned in verse 20 that they will have no share in Jerusalem. Nehemiah inspected the walls and saw that it was destroyed in verse 13. Nehemiah was able to see how devastating things were and still believe that God is faithful. I want to be like that. To see how things are, but know that God is bigger than my circumstances and situations in life. I love when it says in verses 17 and 18, then I said to them, You see the trouble we are in. Jerusalem lies in ruins, and its gates have been burnt with fire. Come, let us rebuild the wall of Jerusalem, and we will no longer be in disgrace. I also told them about the gracious hand of my God on me, and what the king has said to me. They replied, Let us start rebuilding. So they began this good work. End quote. Nehemiah asked the king if he could rebuild the city of Judah, verse 5, because the king saw that he was sad and asked him what he wanted in verses 2 to 5. And this is in chapter 2. He cared about what God cared about. I want to have that same type of heart too. It seemed like the request was granted in verse 8. Nehemiah went to the, the governors and gave them the king's letters. I also love how Nehemiah moved in fear in verse 2. Nehemiah moved in fear and still believed in God even though there was opposition going on. Nehemiah approached Jerusalem but faced opposition from Sanabat and Tobiah. Chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. He went on a three-day search in Jerusalem. He aligned his troops and told them that God would grant them success. Even in opposition, Nehemiah believed in God. In chapter 3, despite the opposition, there were people dedicated in rebuilding. It mentioned the names of the other people and who rebuilt what. In chapter 4, Salabal heard that the wall was being rebuilt. He was angry and ridiculed the Jews in verse 1. 
Even with all of this, people rebuilt a wall until half of his heights and worked at it with all their heart. In verse 6, even in opposition, they continue to rebuild the wall, but also given their heart. Sometimes we may have to deal with the same persecution over and over again, but it was not time to walk away or cringe down, but to serve God and persevere with all of their heart, just like they did. Son about Tobiah, the Arabs, the Anamites, and the people of Asher heard that the walls gaps were being closed. They became angry, plot to fight against Jerusalem and to stir up trouble, verses 7 and 8. But I love that they responded by praying and having a guard day and night there, verse 9. The four nations' armies went to Jerusalem to plot a surprise attack on the people who were building the walls, verse 11. And Nehemiah found out from God when he prayed, verse 15. I know that this was said as well. After I looked things over, I stood up and said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your homes. From that day on, half of the men did the work while the other half were equipped with spears, shields, bows, and armor. The officers posted themselves behind all of the people of Judah. I love that the sound of the trumpet told everyone to join them and that the Lord God will fight for them in verse 20. I need to adopt the same attitude. Hear, hear God and come to him and know that he will fight for me. I am just so afraid at times, but I need to move in fear and come up with a realistic plan just like they did. Each worker had a weapon and shifts were established to and or guard the wall or built it. Verses 18 to 22. Thank you so much for listening to Transform My Aisha's podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Bye for now. Hello, welcome to Transform My Aisha's podcast. So we're going to go right back to the book of Nehemiah. In chapter 5, Nehemiah saw the injustice and helped the poor. I need to have the same type of attitude, not just see the, not just see things and walk away, but to get involved and make a difference. I love the chapter ends with this. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. End quote. It seemed like God's remembrance and words meant so much to Nehemiah. I want to have the same attitude instead of, you know, going with people pleasing and compromising out of fear. In chapter six, there was further opposition with the rebuilding. Verses one and two. When the word came to Salabet, Tobiah, Jerusalem, and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors in the gates, Salabat and Gesemin sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages in Capron on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me. End quote. Sometimes people would do this to you, and but we cannot allow people to discredit us. We cannot compromise in the name of God and say that it is because we're trying to accomplish a good thing. It would discredit God's name and our testimony for God. The following was going to happen to Nehemiah if he did not catch on. Verse 13. He had hired to intimidate me so that I would not, so that I would commit a sin by doing this. And then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. End quote. With God's grace, the wall was completed. Verse 15. The enemies heard about the completion of the wall, and the following has happened. Verse 16. When all of our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of the Lord. End quote. Tobias sent letters to intimidate Nehemiah in verse 19. 
In chapter 7, Nehemiah did the following, verses 2 and 3. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hemani, along with Hemani, the commander of Citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, The gates of Jerusalem are not open until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also appoint the residents of Judah, Jerusalem as guards, some of their posts and some near their own houses. End quote. There was a list of the exiles who returned as well. In chapter 8, Ezra was told to bring out the book of the Lord of Moses, which God commanded for Israel, verse 1. He read it for a long time. People really listened in verse 3. Ezra praised God, and people lifted their hands, said amen, bowed down, and worshiped God in verse 6. They read the book of the Lord, and it was made clear to them. They were also given meaning so that people would understand it in verse 8. I love that it was said in verse 11. The Levites, the Levites, um, they were saying, be still, for this is the holy day, do not grieve. People were told to proclaim the word and to spread it throughout their towns in verse 15. They had a celebration in such a wonderful way. The last time a celebration was like this during the, was during the time of Joshua's time in verse 17. Verse 18, day after day, from the first day to the last, Ezra read from the book of the Lord of God. They celebrated the festival for seven days, and on the eighth day, in accordance with the regulation, there was an assembly. In chapter 9, the Israelites gathered together, fasted, wore sackcloth, and dust on their heads, separated themselves from foreigners, confessed their sins, read the book of the Lord of the Lord, confessed again, and worshiped God in verses 1 through 3. They praised God in verse 5. Verse 6, you alone are the Lord. You made the heavens, even the highest of heavens, and all of their starry hosts, the earth and all on the earth and all that is on it, the seas and all that is in them. You give life to everything, and the multitudes of heaven worship you. End quote. They mention what God has done for Abraham, verses 7 to 8, what God has done in Egypt, verses 9 to 11, Moses, verses 13 to 15, the Israelites' sin and unfaithfulness, verses 16 to 18, God's compassion and generosity, verses 19 to 25. The unfaithfulness to God's faithfulness, verses 26 to 28. Warning to obey the Lord and God's patience with them, verses 28 to 34. The unfaithfulness in verse 35. It ends with the following, verse 36 and 7. But see, we are slaves today, slaves in the land you gave our ancestors so they can eat its fruit and the other good things it produces. Because of our sins, it is abundant harvest, its abundant harvest goes to the kings we are placed over us. They rule over our bodies and our cattle as they please. We are in great distress. In verse 38, the people are making a binding agreement. In chapter 10, verse 28 and 29, the rest of the people, the priests, Levites, gatekeepers, magicians, temple servants, and all who separate themselves from the neighboring people for the sake of the Lord the Lord, Together with their wives and their sons and their daughters who are able to understand, all these now join their fellow Israelites and nobles, bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the Lord the Lord, given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord of the Lord. End quote. They even promised not to marry people around them. Verse 30 and they respect the Sabbath, verse 31. They, sh 
will strive to fulfill their duties and responsibilities as well. In verse says 32 to 39. End quote. Thank you so much for listening to Transformations Podcast, and I hope you have a great day. Bye for now.